And Anna is back at the table. Uh, she was, oh, oh my God, turn it off. Uh, you know, stop it. <laughs> and why does Siri talk to me in the middle of nowhere? She's a, I don't understand what you're saying. It's like, who's talking to you? I'm not talking to you. Anyway, Anna had COVID right there. Tell us about it. I need your face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I tried that. All right, oh, Anna. Anna. Uh, no. well, hold on. I think I'm going to talk about COVID after we get the music thing under control. I mean, you know. Oh, Brian, I'm sorry. Why don't you start off our holiday episode the way we always do? Can we get a ho, ho, ho? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I'm going for real realism this year. I'm thinking... What would Smoker three Santa. years of a what would three years of a pandemic <laughs> and inflation stress do to Santa? <laughs> Elves dropping like flies. Yeah, <laughs> Santa would turn to Paul Malls and <laughs> would sound a little bit more like that. Extra menthol. <laughs> well, happy holidays to all who celebrate. Hard to say if the holidays. Have just happened or or are about to happen or happened weeks ago. <laughs> but one thing is for sure, holiday. Yes. Every year there's a holiday. <laughs> and The View is one of those shows that likes to celebrate the holidays. Thank God. You remember on our last episode how I read you the US Sun article about how The View had a beautiful Thanksgiving feast and didn't share not a crumb with the studio (laughs) audience. Yeah, they were they were they were personally insulted. Well, if you can believe Christmas time is here and those View Grinch ladies are at it again. The headline (laughs) is View Your Meal. The View fans Furious over Whoopi and co-host's cruel behavior towards studio audience during gross live show segment. No. The TV personalities have been called out for this same particular conduct in the past. On Thursday, fans both at home and in studio watched as the hosts enjoyed a meal prepared by Chef Marcus Samuelson, (laughs) Whoopi, Sarah Haynes, Joy Behar, Sonny Hostin and Alyssa Farah Griffin spoke with their guest about his cooking and his restaurants, all while digging into some food live on the air. (laughs) For one, viewers called it gross to watch the stars eating on the show, especially while talking. Fans have shared the same sentiment while watching the host during cooking and eating segments in the past. Aside from not liking having to watch this, Many viewers also didn't appreciate that the TV hosts enjoyed some grub while those in the studio audience were given nothing. (laughs) One angered social media user wrote, 
I don't know why hashtag The View doesn't at least offer food samples to their audience. I'm sure they can afford it. Not offering something seems inappropriate. Another upset View fan blasted. I hate it when the hosts stuff themselves in front of the crowd. It's just like when you're eating at home and your dog keeps looking (laughs) up at you. This is cruel, a third tweeted. Wait, in this scenario, is the dog the audience? Yes. (laughs) This is cruel, a third tweeted. I've begun watching the hashtag The View again recently. I can't tell you how much I dislike watching them all talk while shoveling food into their mouths. It's gross, and they seem to do it a lot. The rest of the article is about other insensitive behaviors. <laughs> I just want to know, like, did the people who have this issue miss the entirety of, like, the 90s and first decade of the 2000s where, like, talk show hosts would constantly have chef segments and cooking segments and the audience was not eating? <laughs> right? Like, this is a pretty run-of-the-mill thing on talk shows. <laughs> Especially on The View. They've been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. And it's actually weird if they don't eat the food when they're seated at a feast. A holiday And it would feast. be, to me, it would be weirder and more distracting as a viewer at home if the whole audience was just, like, mowing down on food. Like, think of the, <laughs> the mouth noises that the, like, <laughs> ambience mics would pick up. It would just be, like non-stop chewing <laughs> yeah and like they probably would have to like worry about so many like allergy issues or like oh legal God, issues yeah. things like that seriously one of my favorite episodes of oprah is an episode where she and gail just sit on the stage and try different sandwiches for an hour <laughs> this is not new <laughs> And what was the audience doing? Eating it up, not eating sandwiches. (laughs) They were gagging, but it was not on food. (laughs) So we must discuss um, the incident that happened on The View recently with Joy sitting down at the Hot Topics table with her phone absolutely blaring Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. Mm -hmm. She... Clearly was listening to rumors in the makeup room. <laughs> and yeah, or or also, I don't know about you, but something that I like to do is before going into work or like before doing something that I don't really feel like doing, sometimes I'll just like sit in the car or like sit outside for a little <laughs> bit longer, listening to a song that will like get me through the day. So it also might have been that. Yeah, I think that was her getting through the day song. Mm -hmm. And what I liked about the situation was that she could not turn it off for the life of her. (laughs) And the entire table went into problem-solving mode. Mm -hmm. Like Sarah trying to do the facial recognition (laughs) on Joy to unlock her phone. Sunny finally just picking up the phone and walking it off stage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't just press, like, the volume down on the side or something. <laughs> but... It 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 went on for so long that, like, knowing what we know now, I do believe that there was, like, a, a more spiritual meaning to it. Because we've had similar things happen before where Joy's phone is, like, playing things. Calm, and, 
Call me maybe. Call me maybe. <laughs> For once. She has immaculate taste, actually. Oh my god. If if I could see Joy Behar's Spotify wrapped, <laughs> I just know that like nothing would compare. Yeah, so this like felt like it was it actually did go on for so long and they got so much of the song played that like right after it happened, I jokingly was like, ABC News owes Fleetwood Mac money now. Like they went beyond like what you're allowed to play as like license free. Well, that's why I think Sunny ultimately walked it off the stage as the Mm -hmm. lawyer. She was like, (laughs) I can't let this go on for a it second longer the ultimate legal note <laughs> <laughs> but the reason we needed to talk to talk about this is because as you alluded to not three days later did mm-hmm. christine mcvee from fleetwood mac die mm-hmm. before we do anything we want to start by mentioning the death of the great christine mcvee from Fleetwood Mac, who passed yesterday at 79 years old. Were you, I mean, I was kind of stunned. The other day, it's a funny thing, my phone went off, and then because a lot of, oh, this one went bananas, took my phone and uh, hit it, it was on the air. (laughs) And you know what they were playing? Um, Go Your Own Way. Yeah. Yeah. By Fleetwood Mac. It was like, almost like a ghost story. It was so upsetting and so, like, it came out of nowhere, and like, the not the first thing, but like, Right after finding out about her passing, I did think about how Joy's phone was playing that song and how, like, that was so out of nowhere. And it was just like, it felt like a weird connection. I don't know. It's like the phone was trying to tell us something. Or as Joy put it three days later, it's it was like a ghost story. Mm-hmm. It's like a glitch in the Matrix type of thing. Yeah, It's like something that... Something that would come up on my TikTok algorithm late at night, and then I wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah. I just, like, know that the next time that something plays off of Joy Behar's phone, I will be paying attention. (laughs) There is just an alternate universe, I think, where Joy Behar is controlling the simulation with her phone. We're all Sims on the Sims 2 app. (laughs) Enjoy Behar's phone. (laughs) (laughs) I also loved in this segment where they were talking about Christine McVie that Anna, her contribution to the segment was to say that, well, the Estefans were Mm -hmm. very distraught over this. The Estefans, which also then like, she's talking about, well, the Estefans, I was with the Estefans, blah, blah, blah. And then she just has to like, clarify in case no one knows who she's talking about uh, gloria yeah. <laughs> gloria and her daughter pop gloria Estefan. Gloria ever heard of her my dear my very dear friend gloria estefan was very distraught with this news <laughs> last night i was in washington dc and um the Estefans had performed at the White House Christmas tree lighting. We were having dinner afterwards when the news broke, and they were crushed by Gloria, and Gloria's daughter, Emily, was crushed by an... Yeah, but I'm not... I don't mean to make light of it, because I actually was also very distraught over this news. I'm a fan, you're a fan. I think we all are, like, massive fans. And I also, like, I always... I jokingly, like... I embrace the fact that the Glee cast remains in my Spotify wrapped every year. And I do like make lots of jokes about that. But, but actually the 
main reason why they keep topping the charts for me is because of the Naya Rivera cover of Songbird. (laughs) And Songbird was written by Christine McVie. And another like connection that I thought of was like, when Naya passed, Stevie Nicks wrote that tribute talking about how song the version that she sang on glee of songbird was like one of the most beautiful covers that anyone had ever done of their songs and that was that's christine's song so like all of it just tied together for me yeah i was waiting for you to bring up naya rivera and glee i was like okay if she doesn't do it i'm gonna have to do it but that's just probably what you're thinking every time we record an episode just waiting So on a completely different note, I uh, wanted to share with you a voice memo that we got recently. Hi, Marielle from New York. Just following up on what you guys were saying on the podcast about Sarah seeming like she's stepping up, trying to really establish her role as the moderate um, and sort of, I don't know, picking battles where there doesn't even seem to be. But definitely, I've noticed it too. She definitely seems much stronger. But something I've also been noticing is that her social media presence very lately has been stronger. So I I just think overall, it seems like she's trying to step it up, like grow her name, grow her product, the product that is Sarah Haynes. And uh, good for her. Also, the reason why I keep looking at her social media, it does pop up for me, like whatever it comes through my feed. But I'm also curious about like, I don't know, why didn't she say anything about Kiki? Um, Because I thought they were really close. And I feel like it's a really big weekend for her. It was very exciting, I think. I don't know. I thought that was interesting, just like a total no mention of it on The View or on social media. Whatever. Okay. Maybe she was nervous to mention Kiki Palmer's pregnancy because she didn't want to get entangled in a workplace affair rumor. Oh, my God. Um. Firstly, I just want to say we almost never hear voice memos from native New Yorkers. So (laughs) (laughs) what a treat. But that is those are all really good points. Sarah has been taking, I think, a very conscious approach to becoming like a, a personal brand of like, here's advice from Sarah Haynes and like my Here's my point of view. Here's the view from here, Sarah Haynes's room. <laughs> and it actually is really interesting that there was nothing for Kiki. I hadn't really thought that much about it. But now that I do think about it, I wonder if, aside from not wanting to be embroiled in affair um, gossip, I wonder if she doesn't want to seem like a tryhard, like knowing that Kiki is so like hip and cool and like... <laughs> You know what I but do you know what I mean? But like I, would I almost be clinging feel like Sarah, to that if I were I know. Her. I would be too, but I feel like I almost feel like sometimes Sarah is like too shy about like her celebrity fence. She doesn't want to be she doesn't well, want to be the Estefans. Like not she doesn't want to be Hillary the Baldwin. person Hilaria Baldwin. Hilaria <laughs> Baldwin. Exactly. She was burned. Exactly. So I think that she doesn't want to be like made fun of for pretend like for dropping the Estefans. And Maybe she thinks that if she was mentioning Kiki like that, people would be like, you're not really Kiki's friend. But I don't know. Yeah. I. But the social media thing is really... First of all, I do still believe that Sarah is, like, 
really showing up and doing well on The View, mm-hmm. even when I don't agree with her. I think yeah. you no longer can you interrupt Sarah Haynes on The View. So she's come a long way. But her social media is really interesting because, like, she started doing all of these, like, Canva graphics <laughs> and adding, like, an at Sarah Haynes watermark. Like, if she, yeah. like, if she shares something, like, 2022 gift guide, and then at mm-hmm. the bottom it's, like, at Sarah Haynes. And, like, sometimes it's, like, just a quote. Yeah. Like this. Sometimes when things are falling apart, they may actually be falling into place at Sarah Haynes. This makes me consider that maybe she has hired a personal assistant or like a personal social media person who has taken over her social media for her and get gets her to like make these videos and stuff. And maybe having gone kind of hands free and letting that person deal with things, it's actually that person's fault that Kiki didn't get a mention. <laughs> Imagine her assistant is just writing, going around uh eavesdropping on words of wisdom that sarah is dropping and just like (laughs) jotting them down in her phone and then she has like a (laughs) she has like a baby monitor that she like leaves in sarah's green room and like around the house and she just like listens in and she just hops onto canva and pops it in another one (laughs) if it doesn't open it's not your door and then she wrote (laughs) and then in the caption she wrote and i've checked a lot of doors Wait, and I've checked a lot of locked doors. <laughs> it's like, I know, I know what that means. Like, I understand the metaphor. That being said, I love thinking of Sarah, like, at a hotel, <laughs> forgetting her room number and just <laughs> in every door. <laughs> <laughs> you are enough at Sarah Haynes. I kind of live for yeah. it. Like, no, I do. Like I and I, I fully, I f- fully love that she's like embraced becoming a social media personality. Why not? As long as it keeps her off of going back to GMA three, I'm <laughs> fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> she definitely must have an assistant because I can't imagine anyone having the time to do this. Like, do this. I do not. Quotes. No, I don't see her like up at four in the morning, like making Canva templates. I don't know how it works, but, you know, like, I just don't see it happening. But you mentioned GMA3, and I think Mm -hmm. it's high time. Something has happened since we last gathered. Something occurred. And it's time that we talk about it. massive occurred. (laughs) So, gee, so after... (laughs) So after, you know... Well, when the pandemic happened, Kiki... Uh Strahan and Sarah, and Sarah, the show was no longer. No, they did. The pandemic, um, Coyote Ugly danced them off that bar <laughs> and replaced them with pandemic updates. Right. Which meant Sarah was released back to the view and mm-hmm. the view's medical correspondent, Dr. Jennifer Aniston, was <laughs> released to. The new show, which was called GMA3, What You Need to Know. And the other co-hosts were TJ Holmes, Mm -hmm. who up until this month, I'm not saying this to be funny, I thought he was a gay man. So I was like, 
There was a handsome so gay man. So for you, this was even bigger news. <laughs> yeah. And Sarah's, who I have heard her say, her best friend, right. Amy Robach, yeah. took over the show. So it was GMA3 who, with three new hosts. Yeah. And so for people who suffer from like facial blindness like I do – if Amy Robach and Sarah Haynes and if Dr. You, Jennifer Aniston and Dr. Jennifer Aniston if you had them lined up and you asked anyone off the street to point out who's who it'd be a struggle so I just want to say it was when I initially saw these photos that we're about to talk about especially from the angles from behind I my heart stopped <laughs> I thought there was a whole other GMA3 story happening. Yeah. So since GMA3 became the new version in the pandemic, things mm-hmm. kind of stabilized there for the first yeah. time in a while. And that show, I have no idea how well it's doing, but it's been on the air. It's been yeah. going strong. It hasn't been canceled until maybe now. And <laughs> recently, the news broke on Meghan McCain's The Daily Mail UK that there was a secret affair going on between TJ mm-hmm. Holmes and Amy Robach, mm-hmm. not involving Dr. Jennifer Aniston. Sadly. That we know of. Yeah. <laughs> she was not invited to the cottage weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and the proof was these photos that came out of them where they were kind of doing PDA uh, mm-hmm. at a bar and also like while – at away at a cottage it says there was like they were caught in 4k there's one photo where they're like putting their suitcase (laughs) into the trunk of the car and his hand is like patting her butt (laughs) yeah it says in the article it says the photos tell the tale of their steamy relationship as the couple enjoy flirty post-filming sessions at a New York City bar, (laughs) alone time in each other's apartments, and two weeks before Thanksgiving, a weekend away in a secluded cottage in upstate New York. And the picture that they obtained is the one of her bending over in his hand, resting on her butt. Like, it doesn't get any worse in terms of, like, if you if you hired a PI because you like suspect that your spouse is like cheating on you, and these are the photos they bring back, you're like, it's it's a joke. Like you're having a laugh. Like the, it it does not get more obvious than this. I wanna... and not only is it like, it's not even like oh they're just having this affair where they're sleeping together. It's like these look like a f- a couple in love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean that's that's. What actually makes this seem like maybe it's not that big of a deal, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. But I love, I just love the Daily Mail, like getting these photos because it, it's not clear to me if like a fellow cottage goer snapped the photo (laughs) or if like the Daily Mail got tipped off and they, the Daily Mail UK flew someone over the overseas. (laughs) Or was it Megan McCain herself down herself, at the cottage with the camera? I was thinking that. <laughs> I thought of that. Like, like pushing, she's walking by slowly, pushing an empty stroller. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, she's got a blanket over, like, where the kid would be, but it's all just, like, camera equipment. 
<laughs> yeah. I picture that. Or like um, Spice World when he crawls out of the toilet, the toilet. in the <laughs> scuba gear. Like. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Liberty, but there's like a bug strapped to her chest and she's just crawling (laughs) (laughs) through the doggy door. She's got a GoPro on her forehead (laughs) in the middle of the bow. (laughs) But that's what that's what's so confusing to me because I just want to know how they have all of these intimate details. Like, let me this passage here. It says the loved up couple Hold up in the cute cottage, having brought in food to cook and wine and beer to enjoy during their stay. A fire roared in the hearth all weekend. When it came time to leave, they took their time carrying the remaining wine and groceries and their weekend bags from the cottage to the car. Both were dressed casually. TJ wore black sweats and sneakers. Robach pulled her hair into a tight knot, tight top knot. It sounds like fanfic. Like, it's so detailed. It's very in Megan's writing voice. Wearing a jean jacket and scarf, she completed her look with Ugg boots and jeans so skinny that Holmes couldn't resist cheekily grabbing and patting her butt each time he passed where she bent over to load her belongings into the trunk of her car. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it so detailed? That's the thing. It's because Liberty had a GoPro on and was crawling through the doggy door and filming the fire roaring in the heath. Hearth. In the heath. Heath cleave. Apparently, okay, so in the in the original Daily Mail article, it says that their, you know, flirtatious affair mm-hmm. likely evolved in June, if not before, mm-hmm. when they were in Pride London. Month. When they were in London, exactly, for Mm -hmm. the Queen's Diamond Jubilee. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And that's when staff started buzzing about it. But but also, I've heard reports that it could have started as early as 2017, (gasps) because there was another Page Six article that said, when the rumor started in 2017, Robin Roberts went up to TJ Holmes and said, stop it. And he may have had to go to executives and say, it's not true, it's not true. Oh, my God. According to this article. I did see an article or two that um, said that he had also had an affair with, like, with GMA, a producer. Yeah, so they ended up getting, both getting suspended from the show. And I thought... That's crazy because that is crazy. Like they're allowed to do whatever they didn't in their do something personal illegal. life. Exactly. But then there are now other articles that say that maybe he has a pattern of like having right. affairs with people that he works with. So right. or at least one other, which mm-hmm. makes it a little bit more like maybe not okay. Yeah. But if it's just a relationship that they're having like outside of work, then it's like, let them live. It's not like they committed a crime and like, yeah, that is really sad and like for their relationships and their families. But like, at what point does your, why would your, why would your work step in and interfere and be like, you can't be on camera? Also, like, I'm sorry, but do these people hate ratings? No one was ever, no one was talking about this show, not since us 
giving so much airtime to their segment with Coyote Ugly Star Piper Parabo. Had anyone on the planet Earth been talking about GMA3 like they were talking about it when this affair came out? So, like, why would they pull them off the air right before Christmas time? Like, everyone's home. They want to watch something interesting. They want to see love. They want to see love. (laughs) Yeah, I think that... (laughs) They want to hear about this uh, holiday they had that literally sounds like it's from The Holiday, where Cameron Diaz goes and meets Jude Law, and there's a fire in the heath. (laughs) I want to hear about it. (laughs) Yeah, I want to... There... You all you have to believe that maybe there's something else to it. Like maybe like yeah. the thing with him having an affair with someone else in the workplace, like mm-hmm. that there has to be more to it because why would you just suspend them mm-hmm. uh, for like I don't know, for news breaking that they're having a secret relationship. Like it, like their marriage has nothing to do with the show. And also it seemed like it sounded like Amy Robach ha- had been separated from her husband for mm-hmm. a-, a few months. Oh, interesting. And he may have been as well. So they're not legally divorced, but like they, right. it's like, okay, relax. But yeah. they've been currently replaced on the show by muscle gay Gino Benitez and <laughs> war veteran Stephanie Ramos. Okay. And Dr. Jennifer Aniston just has to sit there and pretend they're all friends. The things that that woman knows. <laughs> so the, there's been like a bunch of Daily Mail articles like detailing like things from alleged sources and such. Mm-hmm. Apparently, according to this other Daily Mail article, it says that they're having trouble figuring out what to do because they may want to let TJ go, but bring Amy back. But it, right. they're they're having some ethical considerations. Yeah. It says, the problem they're having now is that they're trying to determine whether TJ Holmes is a serial cheater and had other affairs in the workplace and whether he needs to go and not Amy or both. A source explained, there's been all these stories about TJ being a serial cheater with at least one other affair and hints that there are more, but how can they let him go and keep Amy? They love her and they don't want to lose her, but imagine the possible backlash if they go down that path. One insider told DailyMail.com, Kim Godwin is hopeless. She's just busy making sure her best interests are covered and doesn't seem to be able to come to any decision at all. She's totally unavailable and mostly hiding in her office. Executives may also be afraid of taking a hard line for the precedent it would set. One said if Amy and TJ are punished for their affair, they'll have to bring in they'll have to bring a prison bus to the studios oh to ship out all of the other couples who are at it at ABC. <laughs> That is, like, well, that's a hilarious statement, but also, like, that was what I was thinking. Like, if they're going to start, like, being, like, the moral police about, like, oh, you guys cheated on your spouses, like, you're fired. Then, like, think of the amount of people who would also, like, fall under that umbrella. One thing I know in my heart for sure, though, is that Sarah Haynes and Michael Straitman were not having an affair. (laughs) The likelihood of Sarah and Kiki having an affair was actually so much higher yeah. than, than either one of them having an affair with Michael Strahan. The chemistry they shared I, was 
off the charts. Why couldn't they just host their own show? Why did it have to be that? But it's just another day, another thing gone terribly wrong on the third hour of GMA. It's cursed. I really think that that hour is cursed. Yeah. I do hope that there's nothing like truly evil about TJ Holmes and this story Mm. because I like it. And did you see the new, there's like newer photos of, from a, maybe this past week of her of, moving out of them of them out on the town oh. and like this is a this is a couple completely enamored with one another and like they just don't care they do not they're like well that freed up a few hours from my day <laughs> <laughs> back to the cottage back, back to, to the, the heath back to the heath <laughs> get that fire going I did see a, a photo, I think, of her, like, wearing a hoodie, like, packing up the U-Haul. Turns out the only gay thing about TJ was how much, like, a lesbian relationship him and Amy are in the sense that they've just moved on and they don't care. And they're coupled up so fast. So when all of this news broke, one thing that, like, I noticed was that view fans collectively all had like the same panic of like they can't take sarah back (laughs) (laughs) like not again if this breaks up the current cast of gma3 and they think they're getting sarah back like we cannot let that happen no imagine they did the swap again and took sarah away and then jennifer dr jennifer aniston started making (laughs) regular appearances on the view And then we find out it was actually Dr. Jennifer Aniston coming out of that toilet in a scuba suit, <laughs> taking these photos, plotting the whole thing. <laughs> Back to claim what's mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about when stories like this happen and it's like, it's all consuming, like this is all anyone was talking about for like a two day period at least and then, like, they can't talk about it on The View. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this era of The View where the hot topics are more often than not, like, what people are talking about. What do you, wait, what do you mean? More often than not, <laughs> yeah, not what people are talking about. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, they won't self-reference. Like, in the, in a Barbara time, they would have self-referenced a little bit more but they just outright refuse to do that in this time period but i guess it just comes down to like if the abc executive is the one that is suspending amy robach and tj holmes because they don't want Mm. attention on gma3 then obviously Uh they don't want sarah haynes and the cast of the view talking about the scandal on the show but it's like i it doesn't i get it but i don't like it it's like if the talk can force Garcelle to talk about like <laughs> Erica's <laughs> Erica's lawsuit, <laughs> then the view could get Sarah to weigh in <laughs> on Amy's business. <laughs> but that's my opinion. That's n- none of my business. <laughs> well, another update is that Sunny finally officially announced her new novel. The follow-up to Summer on the Bluffs, which was mm-hmm. a New York Times bestseller, yes, Summer on the Sag. Yes. And 
when she gave the synopsis, it was short and sweet. Yeah, you could tell, like, the women were much more respectful than the last time that she announced Summer on the Bluffs, Mm -hmm. but it did feel like she was rushing to get the words out, and it didn't really feel like we got the full synopsis or I actually felt like I don't know what the book is about like I could I liked when she <laughs> told us the whole plot in 45 seconds I feel like I need I want to know more because after watching that segment the joy seems to think that it's like a 50 shades of gray type of book yeah but like there were maybe three scenes similar in in that tone in the first book and it's a it's a lengthy novel so it's not like the entire book is made up of sex scenes but well, to listen to them talk about summer on sag they're turning it up <laughs> you know you do those things so i usually outsource my sex scenes and i get a group of my friends together including men and we sex it you up. have a writing orgy i do it's just not fair that she can't just promote her book in peace, but it yeah. is what it is. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. The View also kicked off holiday season with their 12 days of holidays giveaways. Oh my god. Did they ever? And can I just say, when you were talking about how the sun, the US sun was upset with the view for how they didn't feed the audience on thanksgiving <laughs> and then they somehow found a way to complain about not feeding the audience again i was actually stunned because i was thinking hey someone at the view was listening and they said oh you want the, you want the audience to go home with something they're gonna go home with something they're gonna go home with their arms so full of things that they might not be able to take the subway. They're going to get a vacuum. They're going <laughs> to get a foam roller. They're going to get a speaker. <laughs> you know what they're going to get? They're going to get a motorized bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to drive themselves think, home. <laughs> exactly. If you think they're not getting an Uber Black home because they cannot ride the subway on this, let me tell you. Yeah. I, if you think that they're not having to wait outside for Sonny Hostin to personally drive them home themselves because their hands are full, you have another thing coming. And where was that on the U.S.? <laughs> because where else can you watch a production assistant dressed up as an elf cut up little pieces of paper and make a mess as a way to give away a free vacuum cleaner to the audience? Or the worst <laughs> Grinch costume you've ever seen, <laughs> accompanied by a rhyming scheme from Joy hey, to give away a digital photo frame. That Grinch was actually a nightmare. It, it was full sleep paralysis demon Grinch. But the most exciting giveaway that they did was the return of Clay and Ruben, who returned to the show this year to do an advertisement for a wireless speaker, <laughs> and also to sing This Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's nice that even without Megan gone, her best friend can still show up for The View. <laughs> While she's busy writing slam pieces about The View for <laughs> the Daily Mail UK, he's busy sharing his gift of voice, voice with and the song. View. 
and of friendship voice and song and and bluetooth speakers <laughs> with the view so who's the bigger person <laughs> so clay and ruben apparently are going on tour together Mm-hmm. Because it's Which like- is not shocking to me, because if I think of them s- as singular units, mm. am I buying tickets? No. <laughs> and then I think of them as a as a duo. Hey, I'm buying tickets. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I always say that like Joy and Whoopi are kind of like an underrated show business duo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so are Clay and Ruben. <laughs> they have been together for yeah. 20 years now, which is why they're going on tour and mm. did you know that they're doing not one, but two nights in Niagara Falls? <laughs> the Canadian side or the American the, side? On the Canadian side. <laughs> uh, that's the good side. <laughs> <laughs> I do think we should go, though. I know that mm. last summer when we went to Niagara Falls, the riding around on bikes to different wine tastings in the <laughs> hot, hot heat was a lot But I did have a lot of fun at the casino, and that's where Clay is going to be. Oh, yeah. I think if you don't make me ride around for, like, eight hours under the hottest weather that we have ever (laughs) and give me half a sip of water, I would (laughs) love to go. (laughs) No, I think it would be a lot of fun. I do think that we should go. Okay, well, I'll see you and Ruben and Clay in April, and not a moment before. (laughs) (laughs) The giving actually didn't stop with the 12 days of holidays, because they also did a segment where the co-host picked their favorite gifts under $50. I have to say, this was one of my favorite segments of The View of this year and maybe even of multiple years not since sex robots have i just been so joyful and laughed so hard during a segment what were your highlights well it started off really strong for me hearing Alyssa talk about boy smells (laughs) which like i understand that boy smells is a is a brand of candle but for me like just the name <laughs> is so funny that I was already in stitches hearing her say boy smells. And then <laughs> she said, the <laughs> these boy smell scandals <laughs> shard at $36. <laughs> That, to me, oh my god, it started off on such a great note. Um, So the Boy Smells candles do shirt at $36. (laughs) And then, right after that, we get into, I think it was Anna in the mugs, and she just sells it right off the top. What is more beautiful (laughs) than a coffee mug? I don't know. I'm stumped. I can't think of a single thing. <laughs> the commitment that these ladies have to selling what what you might at first glance think is just a regular everyday household item, the commitment and the poetry that goes into them selling you these items is 
top tier. They yeah. really outdid themselves. They really don't need, as much as I love the gay man from Oprah that does this view your deal mm-hmm. with them, they really don't even need They're it. They're putting him out of business. <laughs> but then we get to, speaking of sharding, we get to Whoopi <laughs> and her gift for under $50 oh. is toilet paper that carols toilet paper that seems to play music can i just say that from the side so the toilet paper if you haven't seen this let me paint a picture for you it looks like a roll of toilet paper but from the side view it's like someone's face is painted with their mouth wide open and the mouth is the hole where you would put it on a toilet paper holder But, and I think you know where I'm going with this, taken out of context where it's just a round thing where there's a big hole where the person's mouth is, at first glance, I did not realize she was selling us toilet paper. And I thought, wait, what time does this show air? (laughs) (laughs) And I could not believe the athleticism. Oh my God. When... As Whoopi is talking, Sarah starts grabbing the toilet paper rolls and divvying them out to the Mm -hmm. co-host, throwing them across the stage, and one by one, they all perfectly caught theirs. Even Alyssa, who was all the way across the stage. Yeah, a football field length (laughs) away. She caught it. It's like almost like she didn't even realize that she caught mm-hmm. it. Then she realizes that she caught it. <laughs> She's so happy with herself. The audience goes wild for her. It was and like she, the game winning catch. And she throws her hands up with the toilet mm-hmm. paper roll in her hand like it's a trophy. <laughs> and I just thought that is, you know, yeah. such a metaphor for her season. <laughs> I just was also just so impressed with all of them. Like, Sarah was just pitching them like it was nothing. They were all just catching it, like, so easily. Like, I don't think they've – I don't think we've ever had a lineup that would do so well in a season of, like, Celebrity American Ninja Warrior than than this current lineup. Yeah, it's like, again – I want to see them do more physical activities. <laughs> like, yeah. take me back to those Bahama days where oh the girls God. were sliding down water slides and, yeah. you know, all sorts of nonsense. If you want me to fall in love with Alyssa, keep throwing rolls of toilet toilet paper at her. <laughs> if you want me to fall in love with Alyssa, take her out um, ice skating on an ice skating segment. Like, get her to learn how to play, like, women's hockey. <laughs> On ice. I want to see her sledding, um, three skiing, um, just any winter activity, snowshoeing, (laughs) any winter activity. Just get her out there. Yeah, ice fishing, (laughs) seal clubbing. Pamela Anderson would like a word. But it wouldn't be the holidays without our annual visit from Darlene Love, the Queen of Christmas. Oh my god, do not make the mistake of calling anyone else the Queen of Christmas. Darlene will correct you. She returned for the seventh time, and the first time... I think in a couple years because of COVID, like definitely mm-hmm. last year, I think she sang, but no one was there. Like no. she sang to an empty studio or something. And yeah. 
she uh the surprise guest this year because they usually have a surprise guest was a guy from matchbox 20 rob thomas i don't think he even understood like why he was asked to do this i don't think so either I just I wanted to hate it like I wanted to hate him and I wanted to be mad at him. No. But like you said, I think he was as confused as I was. No, I couldn't be mad at him because he yeah. was just like I'm here because they asked me. It wasn't me. his like, fault. It was like someone picked him up and threw him on the Frozen on Broadway bus and brought him back to the studio <laughs> and he just was like, "Okay." I just I don't understand why you would pick him. Like it's very simple who to pick um women <laughs> like it's e- it's as easy as that and why pick someone like him when there's a whole list of former american idols that you could choose from like not even the famous ones and i would gag but yeah he was there and he did a good job <laughs> you know yeah like no he got complaints. out of darlene's way let's just say that he got yeah. out of her way you could see the behind the scenes thoughts of them being like, let's get like a, a hot young like male guy. <laughs> and it went like, and you could just see the list of no's until they finally ended up with someone so far from the original idea, but yeah. they just couldn't question it. Sean Mendez, no. <laughs> and then, and then like midway through, you get to like Charlie Puth level and it's still no. And then finally you end up. <laughs> And it's like the guy from um, Sugar Ray. The, the guy from Sugar. That's what I was trying to think of. The guy from Sugar Ray or Rob Thomas. And it's like, oh well, Rob is a really nice guy, so we'll just get him to do it. <laughs> but like, nothing again. Nothing against him. But why? Like, why not ask? Like, what's the name of the girl who sings the Sherry theme song? Kimberly Locke. No, Sherry's theme. Oh. <laughs> but yes, on the where break. is Kimberly Locke? Where is Kimberly Locke? Like, remember when Fantasia Marino did it and it was like a sing-off? Oh, my God. Maybe Darlene wanted it to be a man because she did say that she was talking about how her last duet was with Luther Vandross and then her new duet is with this, like, 23-year-old young okay, guy. Okay, but why couldn't he just do it? I don't know. Not that I, I was even, confused about that. Because when they started talking to him, because he was in the audience, I and was and they're like, trying to sell this album. I'm like, with well, him. then let's hear your. We want to hear your voice. I know. Get up. Sell there. me the album. <laughs> I was confused about that. Yeah. But anyways, like I'm always happy to see Darlene. The thing about this is like this is kind of like the ladies' big moment to perform yeah. every year. It's like Halloween and this and. The Darlene Love performance is, it's kind of like the snatch game of the view in that <laughs> it's the challenge that you know is coming every year and you have the most time to prepare for it. And yet, mm-hmm. still, some people still. are a little bit caught by surprise every year somehow. Yeah. And so. And it's the same song every year. I know. It's the same song. And their part is one word. Never changes. Yeah. And it never changes. And so it cuts to the ladies during the performance for their first Christmas. And what do I see? I see Joy's lips are moving. I see Whoopi's <laughs> lips are moving. I see Sarah's lips are moving. 
Sunny's mouth closed. <laughs> Anna disassociating, clapping offbeat. Alyssa. Yeah. Alyssa is on another planet, like flapping mm-hmm. her wings like she's Tammy Brown, teleporting to Mars. <laughs> like, I don't know where she was trying to go. How did they, how? How does this happen? I wonder, like, I wonder if it's a case of over or under rehearsal. Over, because over you know rehearsal. when you, you know when you over rehearse so much that you start to lose people? We need someone to cue them, maybe. Maybe I no know. one's cueing them. But um, I will say the next time it came around, Sunny did get her shit together. She was singing. Yeah. Her lips were moving on the next. She got it the second time. Yeah, yeah. So she missed her cue on the first one, but she didn't give <laughs> she up. She said, let me take a page out of Megan Trainer's book for this one. My lips are moving. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a lip sync for your life and we need to see your lips. Okay. <laughs> so... I don't know. It was not a good debut for Alyssa. Next season, I want to see her up front. I want to see mm-hmm. her. I want to see her singing lead with Darlene next yeah. season because, <laughs> come on, I we were see rooting her for you with, with holding Rob Thomas's mic singing <laughs> into it. I want everyone else's mics off, but Alyssa's, and I want to hear Christmas. <laughs> Anyways, after the song, they did a little interview with Darlene, and they decided to, like, start shit yeah. <laughs> by asking Darlene what she thinks about uh, Mariah branding herself the Queen of Christmas, because Mar- mm-hmm. Mariah had, in the summer, applied for the trademark, and she was mm-hmm. denied. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were trying to be, like, the Watch What Happens Live of, like, the North Pole, yeah. and... They asked Darlene about the controversy, and um, Darlene, well, we we know that Darlene can be messy on her Facebook page. I was waiting for it. So. <laughs> I was waiting for talking about how this is not the first time that Darlene has decided to take matters into her own hands. So, I guess um, when she found out about this trademark situation on Facebook, she had already kind of responded to this. So, I guess on the mm-hmm. viewers kind of asking her to rehash this, because she wrote, is it true that Mariah Carey trademarked Queen of Christmas? And then like a laughing, crying emoji. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That I can't use the title? And then the emoji that's like, hmm? David Letterman officially declared me the Queen of Christmas 29 years ago, a year before she released All I Want for Christmas is You. And at 81 years of age, I'm not changing anything. I've been in the business for 52 years, have earned it, and can still hit those notes, praying emoji. If Mariah has a problem, call David or my lawyer. And so they asked her if she wanted to clear this up on The View. Yeah. And she was like, I've been the queen of Christmas for 30 years before Mariah. Yeah. And then they were just like, yes, here's your sash, here's your crown. Mm-hmm. I like that Darlene is insinuating that like David Letterman ha- holds the power of determining <laughs> who and who isn't the queen of Christmas. Yeah. She also said on the show, she said, also, I have the king and his name is Jesus. Yes, she did say that. Which I love because it implies that Mariah Carey does not have the support of Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) But 
even as the view was trying to stir the pot, the drama has been squashed because Mariah like recently made a video saying that Darlene Love is the true queen of Christmas mm-hmm. and she can have that title. And then she like talked about how Christmas, ba- baby, please come home or baby, please mm-hmm. come home Christmas, whatever the song is. It's like a meaningful song to her. And then yeah. Darlene saw that and already had posted on her Facebook page. Thank you, Mariah Carey. <laughs> this just warmed my heart. Heart emoji, praying emoji. Love you mm-hmm. very much. And I apologize if my words towards <laughs> you were a bit harsh. I've always loved and adored you. I'm honored to share the Queen of Christmas title with you and all the other talented performers on earth. Maybe we can re-record Christmas Baby for a holiday release in 2023. Oh, that's nice. Mariah does not want, Mariah doesn't want to be in a fight with Darlene Love. (laughs) No, but Darlene, but if you want a fight, Darlene Love will bring one to you. Yeah. (laughs) Whether you want one or not. (laughs) (laughs) Don't start none, won't be none. (laughs) Okay, well, now that we've rung in the holidays, let's ring in a couple of holiday hot topics. What hot topics are you doing? They didn't do a lot of holiday hot topics this season, I will say. You Mm -hmm. know, they really kept it light. Although they did do a full segment on love, actually. At one point. You know, that that topical film everyone is talking about. Yeah, I, I hear Sunny and Sarah got into a really big fight <laughs> over love, actually. Sarah said something, and then Sunny was like, well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, love. <laughs> okay, so they did a topic about how moms tend to get stressed at the holidays. Apparently, the Heard washing... Heard of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know you, know you do. Those moms, you know those moms are always getting stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Clap if you're a mom who's stressed. <laughs> the Washington Post published an article looking at how holiday stress can fall harder on mothers who feel pressure to make everything perfect. And they talked to some moms who say that they are making a conscientious effort to just enjoy the holidays for once and say no to stress. I love this topic because Sunny was, like, trolling Sarah the whole time as Sarah, like, (laughs) was trying to, like, earnestly share about how, like, the holidays can be hard as a mom. Mm -hmm. Sunny was like, you sound like a Grinch. And then Sarah would be like, yeah, I don't even do the holiday cards anymore. And Sunny was like, it's just t- like taking a picture. And <laughs> she's, the- like, she's like, it's a quick photo. Uh, the other day we were putting the tree up and I was snapping at the kids and I'm like, Get, stop. To the-. And Max goes, put the tree down. Go take a nap. He's like, "This, you love this stuff. This is Christmas music. The kids are having fun. Go rest and then come back. You're a Scrooge. Yeah. (laughs) We don't do holiday cards. That just is too much time for me. With my extended... It's just a quick picture. Order whatever you want. Eat and drink and let's have fun and do an experience gift so I don't have to shop for every single person. The gifts are fun. Just do. Just do. (laughs) But I also feel slightly bad about myself that I've never put out a Christmas card. Like, that's just a picture. It seems like a lot of work. (laughs) And I love that Sunny is, like, trying to be the comedy queen of the show now. Yeah. But I do think that 
moms need to fucking chill out on the holidays. Like, you know, I feel this way. The holidays have a secret dark undertone where Mm -hmm. people do a lot of stuff that makes them really stressed and unhappy. And yes, as a mom, I'm not doing that anymore. No. As a mother, I'm putting my foot down this year and no more, no more of that. Don't, don't, don't stress about it. Do it or don't do it. Presents are nice, but whatever. If you don't make it to the store, eh, who cares? I famously worked at Toys R Us, as we know, (laughs) for one month at the holidays. And my biggest observation was that the people that were the most stressed were the moms that were coming in. They were buying just tons and tons and tons of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they were putting it all on a credit card. And if we didn't have something in the store, the moms would be like practically in tears because they were so stressed about not being able to provide a perfect little Christmas for their kid by giving them the perfect little toy. Yeah. And I just think that's so wrong. And I think that's like, I think Christmas is really dark sided. Yes, it is. And I think that it's also because people become enablers, like parents become enablers of the expectations of kids of being like, I must have this. And if I don't, I'm going to freak out. And like that just needs to end. Everyone needs to take two steps back and half a sip of wine cooler and chill out. If you don't even want to cook, then don't cook. Then don't cook. Or like, do there's a no potluck. like, there's no Christmas police that come by and are like, oh my god, you guys are eating McDonald's on Christmas. Not allowed. No, no one cares. I think that people just like, people have lost what Christmas is all about. Christmas is about renting the the movie Just Friends starring Anna Ferris and Ryan Reynolds and Amy Smart for $4.99 on Amazon Prime. Kicking back with a bevy of your choice and just letting your worries wash away. Amen, mama. <laughs> so I was living for Sunny's little comedy routine of like giving Sarah a hard time, but on YouTube, for some reason, the people on YouTube don't seem to understand what comedy is. Oh because- my god. Just as a collective side note, no one's appreciating Sunny's humor, and we need to do something about it. I know. It's like, what do you want? Do you want her to be boring? No, people aren't getting it. And that's what I want for Christmas. Can't be bought at Toys R Us because I want people to appreciate Sunny's sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, like Sunny's allowed to take the piss out of her coworker of like seven years. So on the YouTube comments, Sophia said, Oh my God, Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> you robot ass bitch. <laughs> no, Sunny, it's not just a picture. If the photo is taken by a professional photographer, it's coordinating schedules and possibly wrangling small children and trying to get everyone to look happy and photogenic. Even if you're using candid shots, it's most likely the mom sorting through so many pictures from the last year to put into a design template and getting them ordered and getting them addressed and mailed in a timely fashion. A lot of mothers feel pressured to make everything about the holiday season perfect for their families on top of their careers and whatever their usual responsibilities are. I think moms deserve to cut themselves some more slack. Well, then why aren't you well, cutting then do them it. some slack? Exactly. I feel like Sophia felt personally attacked by what Sunny said, but she just proved her own point. And this was something I was going to say before and I forgot. <laughs> it's that I think that moms do too much. Yeah. And 
they need to approach the holidays with the attitude that their partner they That's they should not be putting more say. they should not be putting more effort into it if they are a mother who has a partner they should be putting in the same amount of effort it should not be on the mom bring the exact same energy that your husband is exactly like if the dad is like not thinking about christmas and waiting to the last minute to get a present and he's not the one lining up at toys r us on black friday then you should not be lining up at toys r us on black friday Okay. And if Christmas sucks, if Christmas sucks and the kids are not enjoying their four ninety nine just friends experience because they don't have any gifts under the tree, <laughs> then you can both share the blame equally. It you is can, not on the mother. Yeah, you can split the cost of the McDonald's. You can <laughs> you can split the cost of just friends and the McDonald's <laughs> and the guilt and the blame because it's not on the mom to make everything perfect. Georgia says I have a theory. <laughs> and I would like to hear it. I think Sunny is sabotaging herself because she wants the freedom to move on to other endeavors. Really, why else is she being so dismissive and combative? It's not arguing points or providing perspective or banter, and it's just not really being nice lately, and that's me as a fan. Come on, Sunny, let your heart be light. I would say she was letting her heart be so light that it was coming across in a humorous manner. Yeah. She was like so unbothered about it and everyone else is the one who's bothered. And she wasn't being combative. She no. was nailing punchlines. Yeah. If she was combative, she would have flipped the table and been like, it's a photo. Bridget says... <laughs> Christmas was never about making companies wealthier, but for families and friends to get together, enjoy meals and experiences like Sunny does. Today, too many homes have so much clutter that they frequently need to rent storage lockers. <laughs> Imagine Mary worrying about sending out a Christmas card with her baby Jesus, Joseph, and herself, plus worrying about a Christmas tree and cooking. Sunny Hostin says she was raised Catholic, yet seems ignorant of this. Maybe it's because Mary, Jesus, and Joseph were Jewish. The ancient Hebrews were Jewish. <laughs> Whatever she's smoking, <laughs> I would like to try it. She start like she talked herself so far into this into a circle. And at first she was like agreeing with Sunny, being like, Sonny's got it all right. <laughs> and then is like, and that is why Sonny is a bad Catholic. <laughs> Okay, and lastly, this user's name was Gory for More. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote, I grew up having magical Christmases, a house full of family cooking and treats for weeks before, and I greatly appreciated it. My mom was selfless, did all of it herself, including hundreds of dishes without a dishwasher. Oh she God. made my childhood warm, safe, and I will forever be grateful for that. Not interested in other women whining about holiday stress. Put your family first or don't have Christmas. Women belong in the kitchen. Washing hundreds <laughs> of dishes. Okay, so one last hot topic that we have to touch on mm -hmm. during the holidays. The View has a history of weird, chaotic things happening during the holidays. We know when they have the beautiful holiday set, oftentimes yeah. the women get agitated towards the holiday break 
you know, especially in the Megan Abbey era, the holidays sure brought on a lot of stress and interpersonal (laughs) friction. And it was no different this year, but only between Anna and Abby. Sorry, oh God, I miss her so much. Only between Anna and Alyssa. (laughs) Everything reminds me of her. (laughs) So they were having a conversation about toxic femininity. And Mm -hmm. if you'll remember in the past, like, I don't think they've ever had a good grasp on what toxic masculinity is. So for them to evolve into now talking about toxic femininity is shocking. But Whoopi said... It's like they didn't learn how to ride a bike and they were like, triathlon, that's for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Whoopi said, apparently the term toxic masculinity comes up a lot these days, but women have taken to Reddit to talk about when they face toxic femininity from Mm -hmm. other women. And so I guess the examples that women were giving on Reddit were that there were other women telling them to act like a lady or getting like mom shamed and bullied by other moms. And so Whoopi Mm -hmm. asked, is this something that you're aware of? And mm-hmm. when Whoopi asked that question, Anna and Alyssa both just started cackling. Right. It's also important to note that no one was there that day yeah. except Whoopi, Anna, and Alyssa, and guest co host Juju Chang, who has a place in the View history because she was there when they hosted the View's election special. <laughs> this poor woman. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So the topic gets going with Alyssa talking about how she hates to say it, but women can sometimes be each other's worst enemies. Mm -hmm. And some of her worst bosses and worst colleagues that she has had have been women. And then she then attempts, not unlike Taylor Swift, to quote Madeline Albright (laughs) when Anna interrupts her and says... Well, that's what happens when you work with Kellyanne Conway. Mm-hmm. A tried and true joke that Sunny has made before, but this time the audience wasn't laughing. The <laughs> audience was like, ooh. Yeah. And it really just set Alyssa up perfectly to clap back. And she responds, well, I can't really get a word in without you attacking me. So I wouldn't say that this is any different type of environment. And I would say that is the first, this is actually a history making moment, because I think this is the first time that someone has insulted Alyssa on the show. And she wasn't stunned. Yeah. She overcame her, which I hope is. (laughs) (laughs) And she actually had a clap back. Yeah. Alyssa had had it officially. And I don't think that Anna, I don't know, like, if Anna, like, expected it. It's just like the whole thing went, the whole thing just went awkward fast. And I think it was made worse by the fact that the table was empty. Yeah. And Juju Chang, like, just, you could see her, like, turn her head in the direction of Whoopi. And she was like, I'm not going to move my head until... (laughs) (laughs) until the subject has changed she's like this shit again (laughs) every time i come on here always something something horrible happens (laughs) same old shit (laughs) 
when Alyssa said to Anna, well, I can't get a word in without you attacking me. Mm-hmm. Anna's response is also hilarious because she said, I haven't attacked you in two weeks. <laughs> Which means she acknowledges that she has been attacking Alyssa. And not only that, that she has been keeping track of how... On one of those tallies that's like, you know, no workplace incidents in this many days. It's like no attacks on Alyssa in 14 days. I hate to say it. Some of the worst bosses I've had have been women and sometimes colleagues in the workplace who are women. And I always think of the Madeleine Albright quote. That's what happens when you work with Kellyanne Conway. I mean, well, I I can't really get a word in without you attacking me. So I wouldn't say this is a totally different. This isn't like a totally different environment of women supporting each other. So I love that. The thing is like this in our last episode, we were saying like shit's about to blow between them. and. You know, it's not like they had a fist fight or anyone stormed off the set like Megan McCain did that one time. Yeah. But it's like an on-air acknowledgement that like these two people do not belong together as co-workers. Yeah. It was, it was the now we said it. Yeah. We got this voice memo that I'm going to play that I th- it kind of relates to like their dynamic. So. Hi, Deja Vu. Um... I just want to start by saying that I'm listening to this episode called September from like two years ago. And you guys are talking about GMA3, like the start of GMA3 with Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. And it's kind of crazy listening to this right now. But anyways, I was calling because I just kind of wanted to air my grievances about one Miss Anna Navarro. I just, I'm not loving how this season with Alyssa, she just constantly has to get her little jabs in about Trump. Like, I get it, but we heard she worked for Trump the first time. Like, we don't need to hear it again and again. And I understand that, like, she was working for Trump up until recently. But I kind of agree with her sentiment of, like, how are we ever supposed to, like, have change if we don't allow growth? And Anna's, I listen, I, I love her still. I'll always love her. But, like, she has no moral high ground because a she also identifies with the republican party still and she is like friends with the bushes and the mccains and like we get it she worked for trump and also the thing about Alyssa is she's like harmless she's not like megan where she's like super super obnoxious i mean i would say she's pretty calm for the most part I believe I DM'd you guys a little while ago saying that I thought Alyssa gave me Sophia the Robot energy and that her smile haunts my dreams. And while that may be true, I just I just kind of feel a little bad for her just a little. But uh, what do you guys think? <laughs> Isn't it crazy how everything comes back to Sophia the Robot? <laughs> I Okay, I will start by saying I don't agree with this view But I understand that I'm in the minority. And I don't agree that Megan was harmless or that Megan was the problem and that Alyssa is harmless. I think Mm -hmm. it's actually the other way around. I think it's like a wolf in sheep's clothing sort of thing. Megan was aggressive and a loudmouth, but 
she never worked in the White House, whereas like yeah. Alyssa did. Mm-hmm. And they're both like doing harmful things, and whether they're impacting real human lives by like policy or impacting it by like spreading the bad opinions themselves and the misinformation themselves, it's like either way, they're both bad. But I don't know, like my issue with Alyssa, it's it's not that I can't accept that people can grow and change. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's like, it's a couple of things. Like, I feel like she skipped a step of accountability. Yeah. And it feels like she was rewarded for that. The view can make a person into a star. And I just can't understand why we would choose this person to make into a star. <laughs> I'm just weary of someone who like has views that seem very reasonable, but then like, her actions from like just a couple years ago yeah. are like very different. And like she'll talk about things from that time period as if like it was things that happened to her, like not like as if it was like she went and got that job and was doing these things. It's like she'll talk about it like it was like someone forced her into these positions. Like, no, like you took a job. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, I just, I don't think that she's a victim of Trump. And I feel like she's almost positioned herself in that way. Like, by saying, I drank the Kool-Aid. Well, that almost sounds like you were the victim of like a cult leader. It doesn't sound like you had agency and made bad decisions that you regret. So that's why it just bothers me. It makes me feel like she skipped a step there. And now, and now to have her on the show with Anna, and she's almost annoyed every time Anna makes a jab at her. I don't think she's earned the right to be annoyed. Like you signed up to be on The View, the show where they criticize Trump. I hate the fact that there was not even a, there was no apology tour. It just went straight into her comeback tour. Yeah. And I also understand like the point about Anna not Mm -hmm. having moral high ground because she too is a Republican and like, I don't like that either, but I think Sunny has confronted Anna about it a lot on The View, and I think Anna explains her point of view on that really well. And I feel like Anna, although I don't like that she's a Republican and it doesn't make sense to me either, I think she at least is very well-spoken and has addressed it. Neither one of them makes sense, but one of them is acknowledging it a little bit more than the other one. <laughs> yeah. But that's just how I feel. And I I don't see a lot of other people like seeing it the way that we yeah. see it. Like I see a lot of people are kind of loving Alyssa. And I get it. Like I think she's come out of her shell a lot. And I can I would like her if I felt that she was like properly accountable for her mm-hmm. past. But it's not that. And I don't want her to be bullied necessarily no. or the victim of a toxic workplace, but I also don't see her as a victim. I think I see her as a skilled PR person, yeah. and I think it works in her favor to be taking these jabs from Anna and Sunny and positioning herself as a victim because rest assured when she is eventually fired from the show, she will be writing a book about the toxic workplace yeah. that she was a victim yeah. of. So the thing that's always interesting with like the people who they hire to be like the Republican on the show is like it goes a few there's a couple of different like ways that they'll decide to go. And one is that they'll stand firm in their conservativeness and like be unapologetically, they'll unapologetically stand by 
that position. And then the other way is that they'll kind of like morph into this like thing where they just don't want to talk about that side and they'll just like play along with the fun topics and not address that yeah like because they there she's smart enough to shut up when it's yeah not exactly but then we get into this thing where it's like you get the jedediah bila effect where then once they leave the show then they'll morph into like this other thing that'll like be popular with a different audience and so like i'm always weary of the people who seem like they're not showing their true selves or like they're just like saying what they think the audience wants to hear because then they're just going to turn around and say what the conservative audience wants to hear so like i'm not buying it yeah and like that when i do see her getting annoyed whenever someone calls her out on the show about trump that's where i feel like okay you you shouldn't be Mm -hmm. annoyed because like you you're claiming that your whole identity now is speaking out against trump so i don't mean to like invoke lisa rinna but like but own it yeah and i think people think that she has owned it because she will speak out against trump now but i'm like no own your specific part in it and i see her on cnn and like praising like other women who are the same as her like i see her like praising stephanie grissom and being like we're such brave Uh ladies because you know we're speaking out even though we're getting death threats and all this stuff But it's like, okay, speaking out against Trump is really the absolute least you can do. Yeah, I don't see you watching. (laughs) I don't see you walking children in nature. Children in nature. I don't know. That's just how I feel about her. But it's tough because, like, I do think that she's, like, grown on me a little bit on the show. She's definitely grown on me, like, in in the day-to-day sense. But I still, underneath it all, I'm still like, ugh. Yeah, like, you shouldn't be there in the first place. It's like, I'm sure if Ivanka Trump was on the panel, eventually I would start to see her good sides. But then once in a while, when someone makes a comment, like, not even to dinner at the Kushners, even Carly Kloss Mm -hmm. gets her back up. So, like, you know, I hate that, like, oh, there's certain things we're not going to talk about. I can't. When you're on a show like this, you have to be able to talk about everything. But I know that, like, other people don't necessarily feel the way that we do. So, like, if you have a different opinion... I would love to hear it. I'm interested. In this particular topic, yes, I'm 100% team Anna, but good for Alyssa for not being stunned and for actually having a comeback Mm -hmm. for the first time ever. I think that shows growth. And here's to more growth. Here's to more growth. And like, yeah, in this instance, I'm team Anna, but... When Sonny was like, I don't get why you still identify as, an, as a Republican to Anna, then I was Team Sonny. Then I was Team Sonny. So, you know? Okay, that's all I have for Hot Topics. Okay. So now, I know that you might be listening and thinking, hmm, typically the holiday episode involves some type of mention of Candace Cameron Bure and another great holiday film. <laughs> and this year, we've been playing it a little different. I don't think anyone wanted to watch the new Candace Cameron Bray movie this year. A for, Christmas for dot dot a dot Christmas, present. A Christmas dot 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 present. And there's multiple reasons for that. One, I didn't want to support the, what is, what's her network? Gunt? No. <laughs> G- Gunt? Not Gunt. What is it? G- Great American Family? <laughs> Gunt? Yeah. I didn't want to 
support. I do, I do not I support Gunt. I didn't want to support the great universal network of television. Get that Gunt out of my face. I didn't want to support Gaff either. And also, also, even if her movie had been on the Hallmark Network, last year's display of hatred. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. There was no love in anyone's heart when they made that movie, The Christmas Contest. And we said last year, this is probably going to be the last one because it was a soul-sucking film. And so, you know what? We said this year, no. Not even, not even gonna, go, uh, not even gonna try it. No, I'm a mom and I'm stressed <laughs> and I'm taking the year off. But all that to say, here I was thinking I wouldn't be even mentioning CCB this year, but I came across a little video on the internet that I was shocked that I had never seen it and that we had never discussed it. And if we have discussed it before and I just forgot, then I can't be held accountable for that. But I came across a video on TikTok called The Candace Cameron Mall Riot of 1992, okay? <laughs> and this is something that happened in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, where for the holiday season, Candace Cameron, as a teen, was making a mall appearance in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, and it became- At the Micmac at Mall. At the Mic Mall. It became national news because- it shut the whole place down. There's screaming kids. There's lineups down the street. The highway is closed because so many people flocked to the mall to see, to get a glimpse of Full House star Candace Cameron. This is before she's even the queen of this Christmas. This is before she's the queen of Christmas. And it ruined Christmas for, I'm going to say, the whole province. They came from hours away, parents with children begging to see Candace Cameron. But the day ended up disappointing a lot of kids. There was too much pushing, a lot of pushing. And there was like little kids on the floor crying, and they were all getting tramped on and everything. It was really bad. Everyone should have backed off when the cops told them to. I've been yearning and then I'm 30 and I never got to see her and I'm so mad. Was it like a madhouse here? Oh, madhouse. That was the word for it. Everyone was devastated. And this was only the beginning. <laughs> you sent me this video, and my favorite part of it was them interviewing disappointed moms um, <laughs> because they their kids didn't get a chance to meet Candace because yeah. there are too many people. And they're like interviewing the mom, and she's like, they're like, oh, are you sad? And she's turning to her little kid, and she's like, yeah, did it ruin Christmas? For yeah, see, it ruined his Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> the kid's like not saying anything. <laughs> Watching that clip like brought back also another Christmas memory. So just to give context about like why it was such a big deal for Candace to be visiting this mall in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia is like Full House was a really huge deal. And I remember this. I remember Full House being a huge deal in the Maritimes. And Me too. this on the TikTok it said Full House would air six nights a week. They would play reruns prime in print the primetime spot of Full House six nights a week. And on Tuesdays, the new episode would play. And it was the highest rated show on the network after the news. So insane. Okay, so all that to say, yeah, this year we said, no, we're not watching um, a Christmas dot 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 present. But I went ahead and watched another 
co-host of The View, in a classic film called Call Me Claus, starring Whoopi Goldberg. So, for those of you who haven't... And I did and, not. And <laughs> did not. But that is part of the game. That's That was actually crucial to the game that we will be playing. Okay. Okay? I don't think you've announced no, that okay, there's a game so, coming. Well, there's a game component <laughs> to this, to all of this. So, Call Me Claus is a film from the 90s where it's not unlike the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. It is a classic tale of (laughs) Santa Claus looking for the person who will take over from him. But in this movie, that person is Whoopi Goldberg. And the movie actually starts out with a young superstar yet to be discovered, but would later go on to steal the hearts of gay people everywhere, and that is Tinashe. (laughs) Yes. She plays the young Whoopi Goldberg. And I'm I'm not gonna I'm not giving away the whole movie, but I just I really needed to address like the first 10 minutes of the movie because the whole premise is that little Whoopi Goldberg uh, (laughs) and her mom go to see like a mall Santa and little Whoopi's dad uh, is uh, fighting in Vietnam, and she oh. goes to the mall Santa, who it turns out is the real Santa. Um, what year is this? Well, it this happens in a flashback. <laughs> to the so, 70s. Yeah, the 60s to the 60s. Or 70s. But I will say, I didn't see the Vietnam reference coming because they are dressed like it's the 90s. Um <laughs> It's a made-for-TV movie, so I don't know if the wardrobe department was, like, fully equipped for the flashback scene. For a but period I'm, For piece. a period piece, but I'm not going to hold it against them. So, th- anyway, little Whoopi and her mom and her brother go to see this mall Santa, and the Santa's like, what do you want for Christmas? And she's like, I want my dad to come back. And he's like, oh, well, where's your dad? And she's like, Vietnam. And he's like, eesh, like, I don't know about that. Good luck. But he's like, but he's like, yeah, I'll... I uh, or his little his um helper is like Santa can do anything of course he can do that and um and then cut to like they leave the mall and waiting for them outside the mall are policemen and they're like we're here with some very devastating news at the mall at, yeah like it's it happens so fast Kevin <laughs> at Candace Cameron's it mall happens it, at the Dartmouth mall it happens so fast it's it's really devastating and so like the, then from there it goes to like grown up whoopee and grown up whoopee hates Christmas because obviously it was ruined mm-hmm. by this mall Santa saying yeah I can get your dad back and then like immediately finding out that he had passed away so it's so that's the concept is that she's a grown up now and she's working for the shopping network and she's a producer at the shopping network (laughs) i have a question yes when whoopi becomes claus yes is it like a non-binary gender neutral well uh no (laughs) so so gender is a binary (laughs) Okay, so Whoopi is like a shopping channel producer, and they need a Santa Claus to like be selling stuff on the shopping network. And the that same Santa Claus who you thought was a mall Santa, but turns out is the real Santa, 
he's looking for her because there was something special about her. Mm. When when they met little Whoopi, they were like, oh, there's we have a feeling that she could be on the on the um, short list. Uh, yeah, on the short list for the X Factor for being the next Santa Claus. So then later, 30 years later, when he needs to retire, they're like, we got to find that girl. So he goes to find her and, you know, they it's a whole thing where she doesn't believe he's the real Santa. And one thing that's really interesting <laughs> that I feel necessary to note is that they insinuate that if he doesn't find, uh, if Santa doesn't find his replacement, horrible things will happen on planet Earth, like flooding, like mass flooding. And they do insinuate that the whole thing with Noah's Ark happened because the Santa at that time didn't find a replacement. So the stakes are very, very high. The stakes are okay. biblically high. There's for, some darkness. There's darkness for him to find a replacement. And... um at a certain point, to answer your question, at a certain point when he's working for the shopping network, a caller calls in and she's like, my family is South Korean and uh, I just wanted to know the Santa that I saw in Korea, was that, was that the same? Like, was that you? And he gives an actual, a very beautiful answer. I have to say, where he's like, the Santa that you see is the Santa that you need. Or like the Santa, the, the form that Santa takes is always the Santa that's needed for the time yeah. or something. You get so, the Santa, you don't get the Santa that you want, you get the Santa that you need. Exactly. So they're setting it up to be like, Whoopi can be Santa. Anyone can be Santa. It's the Santa that the world needs. And he even says, like, Santa can be a she. Um, so to answer your question, Whoopi Goldberg, Santa is a she, her. Okay. Confirmed. Um, okay. So all that to say, it was a actual, it's <laughs> all of that. <laughs> There's a game. There is a game component. So, as I was watching this movie, I have to say, you know, Whoopi is a comedian, and there were some comedic lines, or even some just some lines where I just thought, hmm, didn't expect to hear that in a Christmas movie. Um, and then I thought, hmm, these lines almost sound like lines that RuPaul would say, or lines that would maybe be found in a more recent Christmas classic, The Bitch Who Stole Christmas. <laughs> Which I have seen. <laughs> so, my game is Call Me Claws or Call Me Mother. <laughs> <laughs> I will read you a line, and it's up to you to determine if that quotation is from Call Me Claws or... The Bitch Who Stole Christmas, which okay. it, for those of you out there who don't know what that is, it is a 2021 film starring RuPaul and several of the cast members of RuPaul's Drag Race across multiple seasons. And Including is, Brooklyn Heights put with a Russian accent. Yes. Not Katya. No, that's Brooklyn. And it kind of like is a play on the classic like Hallmark um, type of Christmas movie. And it's streaming now on Crave. So there's that. And you wouldn't expect that that movie and that Call Me Claus have so many similarities and so many themes. 
but they do. So that is the game. And uh, I will begin. <laughs> and away. And away. We go. We go. <laughs> okay. First up, we have, this is a, a, a tame one, but as we go on, you might be thinking, oh my word, Whoopi Goldberg said this? <laughs> so here we go. I gotta have my morning latte or I get really, really crabby. Wait, do I know who's the possible person who said it from? No, um, you just have to guess what movie it's from. So it's just basically it's Whoopi Goldberg or a drag queen. Yes. <laughs> Can I hear the quote one more time? I gotta have my morning latte or I get really, really crabby. Call me Claus. <laughs> Correct. <gasps> it wasn't ice. It <laughs> okay, next one. So I'm up at the North Pole bumping uglies with the missus when all of a sudden she remembers we forgot to flock the tree. I think call me mother because I don't think anyone says flock except for RuPaul. It's call me Claus. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bumping uglies mentioned on TV. Bumping uglies mentioned on a made for TV movie starring Whoopi Goldberg. You heard it here first. So some of these are like a two-parter. So I'll I'll say like what one person says and another person's line. So I'll use like a slightly different voice so you understand that it's dialogue. <laughs> yeah, okay. I would like voices, okay. please. You do construction? If by construction you mean handling heavy pipes with my hands, then yeah, I do construction. I mean, I want to say call me mother, <laughs> but it feels like too obvious. I'm going to say call me Claus. It is Brooklyn Heights in <gasps> The Bitch Who Slow Christmas. <laughs> okay, next up. Does the name Tuckahoe mean anything to you? Is that like German for Big Taco? Okay, that has to be Call Me Mother. Correct. Tuckahoe. <laughs> the whole premise of The Bitch Who Stole Christmas is that RuPaul's character sends their assistant at the magazine to Tuckahoe. To find out what Tuckahoe's, uh, the town of Tuckahoe's secret is for throwing these Christmas balls. It really works in your favor that my memory resets itself every three days. <laughs> like Drew Barrymore, <laughs> 51st dates. <laughs> Next up. That makes me feel so much better to know that you're Santa Claus and you're a stalker. Call me Claus. Yes, and I... I feel like I almost bordered on Jennifer Coolidge when I said when I read that. <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> okay. The next one. This is dialogue again. <clears throat> Perhaps you can tell me why I'm not at my house and why I'm surrounded by goblins. Goblins are what happen when gnomes and leprechauns get drunk on the beach at night. I think Call me Claus. I could see Whoopi saying that to a bunch of elves. Oh my god, Kevin, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's exactly the scenario. But she probably improved that yeah. line. Okay. You can't build a snowman all on your own. Santa can't slay without his ho ho hoes. Um 
Uh, I'm gonna say call me mother because I feel like build a snowman is a more recent reference. When do you think call me? <laughs> You're right, but when do you think call me Claus is from? The <laughs> 90s? You mean like the concept of building a snowman? Like Frozen. Oh. Okay. Like the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And this actually is a line from a song from The Bitch Who Stole Christmas. Okay. Next. Ho, ho, ho. Look at me hoeing. That seems like Whoopi's humor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. This next quote is a really interesting one. In the film, it is spoken by Barbara Walters. Okay. So I will say this line in a Barbara Walters voice as much as I possibly can. All great lady journalists do anything to get the story. Ask <laughs> tough questions. Go undercover. I I don't think the world... I don't... I think Call Me Mother. <laughs> I don't think that Whoopi and Barbara were that intertwined yet shockingly yeah you're right that is from the bitch who stole christmas why the image of barbara walters speaks to the protagonist i have to imagine it's voiced by sherry o'terry they pulled her out of her apartment and she would she'll do no public appearances but when rupaul calls for this (laughs) okay next I know I'm just a gopher, but maybe if you're not busy, you could help me trim my tree. That sounds nice and possibly kind of nutty. Mm. That's tricky. My first instinct is to say, call me mother. But I do think the word nutty could be Whoopi's humor. So you're partially right. Because it is Call Me Claus, but it's not Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> you just like, you felt like essence of Whoopi in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so who says it? Just a, who, uh, Nelf? No, just other people who work at the shopping network. Okay. If you're gonna pun me, I'll pun you right back. You slay me. This, again, feels like... You know, you're trying to throw me off, but I'm going to say, call me mother. I was trying to throw you off. It's actually <laughs> call me Claus. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg was saying, you slay me as a pun. No. Yeah. Next up. I don't want to be a nudnik, but I don't think kids are going to recognize Santa in the poly cotton coat here. Call me Claus. Yeah. <laughs> A nudnik? I was trying to throw you off with, like, the catty comment about fashion. (laughs) (laughs) A nudnik? Which I didn't think was, like, a real word. And then I looked it up, and it's, like, someone who's, like, an annoyance. No one has said that since the Candace Cameron Bray (laughs) mall riots. Okay, next up. I am a girl, and you are so sweet to notice. Well, that could be either, but I think in the world of Call Me Mother, I don't think they're acknowledging gender like that. I think it's whoop- I think it's Call Me Claus. You are correct. It's when Whoopi is first appearing as Santa 
and the little kid is like, you're a girl. It's like, yes. That, don't, that doesn't mean I can't have a wife named Mrs. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the last one. And what is Christmas, if not a silly little stunt for family to come together and absolutely serve Kunt. <laughs> serve what? Kunt. <laughs> Call me mother. You're not going to believe this, but no. no. <laughs> okay. It's it's uh. the true stole Christmas. <laughs> because the mayor's last name is Kunt. So it's a little little joke, little joke there. Yeah, yeah. funny. Well, you did really well. Thank you. I just like when I was putting a game together, I started this not fully knowing what the game would be. I just started writing down really funny quotes from Call Me Claus, and then when I looked at them, I was like, "What is a movie or something or, you know, like songs or anything that have a similar vibe where one might interpret it for the other not unlike the game i created called sarah jessica parker or mary kay huntsman Huntsman. (laughs) the iconic game yeah and i thought oh my god the bitch who stole christmas and i went into that not even remembering the barbara walters part right so then that just felt like it was like meant to be you know um this is our 99th episode if you can believe (gasps) Which means our next episode will be the big one ho ho. (laughs) So I've been thinking a lot recently about like, what are the most iconic moments of Deja the View? And Uh right at the top of the list, I have to say, is the game that you made of Mary Kay, Sarah (laughs) Jessica Parker or Mary Kay Hudson. (laughs) I don't think anyone, including me, ever expected it to be such a difficult, such a difficult game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so similar even to this date when she puts out a caption i hear it in carrie bradshaw's voice yes ah miss her (laughs) well thank you so much for that game the gift of game and the gift of you're so welcome and the gift of sharing with the world about the candace cameron bray mall riots which are going to be with (laughs) me forever it is the holidays so you know i too created a game for you i am so looking forward to it. And it also, you know, is loosely referencing Candace Cameron Bure. We were talking about how at the holidays, things often get tense at the table. They're like mm-hmm. white knuckling it, trying to get to the break. And a lot of times arguments happen, chaotic moments happen. And I was trying to just think today about what are some of my favorite holiday moments where things that happened while the view was in holiday mode and had the full-on holiday decor yeah and i wanted to ask you your opinions on each <laughs> in a game called candace cameron Burgay or candace cameron Burslay. <laughs> okay so wait just so i'm clear is Burgay the bad one yes gay is a sin <laughs> But to slay is a serve. So am I putting myself into into Candace Cameron's shoes when I'm answering this? Or am I am I answering it as as Marie? Not Mary. 
Marie. <laughs> um, you know what? I kind of like that twist. It's kind of up to you. I it was supposed to be just you, but I loved. I don't know. Do you want to? I actually love the twist of me answering okay. it, it as how would Cameron okay. Candace Cameron think of these things so the game is I'm listing my favorite holiday moments on the view and you are gonna say whether Candace Cameron Bure would like it or not <laughs> like it okay by saying Candace Cameron Bure or Candace Cameron Burslay <laughs> this is the stupidest thing we've ever done <laughs> It was a normal game until we decided to do it as no. What would how would Candace think of? <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay, all right, away we go. First, first question. First, <laughs> starting with Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bursley. Abby pretending to be a Little Women super fan while interviewing Greta Gerwig and saying that she is Beth. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bursley. Come together. Are you Joe or Beth or uh, Amy or who are you? Uh, <laughs> she maybe, maybe Beth. Beth. Probably. Uh-huh. Um, Doesn't she die? Yeah. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bursley? <laughs> Sarah throwing rolls of toilet paper to the co-host during Whoopi's Gifts Under $50 oh, segment. Oh my god. Candace Cameron Bergay. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bursley. Rosie O'Donnell saying, I am a gay American who has been called the D word while fighting with Whoopi Goldberg over racism. This one is a thinker. Ultimately, Candace Cameron Bergay. Mm, good choice. You are a white lady telling me what is racist to you. I which am is a gay American. That's what homophobia and no, hatred looks like. like. Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bursley. <laughs> lady Gaga saying, get on your feet, it's the holidays, while performing with Tony Bennett. Oh my god, massive Candace Cameron Bursley. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bursley. Alyssa saying that she can't get a word in without being attacked by Anna while <laughs> discussing toxic femininity. Oh my god. Candace Cameron Bergay, Candace Cameron hates weak people. <laughs> Famously. Well, I, I can't really get a word in without you attacking me. Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bursley. Joy wearing a holiday sweater with hands covering her breasts that say, Feel the joy. Candace Cameron Bursley. Remember when she had that whole thing about if my husband wants to put his hands on my boobs or my butt, then that is between me and my husband. And so I think that she would think this is a Bursley. Yes. Oh my God. I wasn't sold, but you got me. You're right. That logic. No one knows her like you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bergay. Or Candace Cameron Bursley, Abby interviewing Lupita Nyong'o while promoting Star Wars and asking her how long her hair and makeup took while looking at a photo of her in CGI. Candace Cameron Bergay, Star Wars is not Christian. 
How long did Harry Beacon take? How long did Harry Beacon take? That's CGI. Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bersley, Joy processing her childhood trauma about her father saying that she wasn't pretty and then saying, well, whatever, he's dead now, so. (laughs) Candace Cameron Bersley. (laughs) Bersley. If your father doesn't think you're pretty, you don't think you're pretty. <laughs> this is so sad. Whatever. He's dead now, so. Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bersley. Rosie O'Donnell doing an impression of Donald Trump doing a press conference to forgive Miss America for partying. Candace Cameron. It's the holidays and she has forgiveness in her heart. Bersley. <laughs> Yeah, and then she started to cry. She did. So I just want to thank Donald. Just giving me a second chance. And really, there he is, hair looping, going, everyone, everyone deserves a second chance. And I'm going to give him a second chance. Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bersley? Sarah's best friend, Amy Robach, and her husband of 11 years, Andrew Shu, coming on The View one year ago to promote their children's book called Better Together. Nothing has ever been more Candace Cameron Bergay. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bursley. Sonny and Megan having an argument over which one of them is allowed to identify as a curvy girl. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bergay. No one is allowed to speak on being a curvy girl other than child actress Cameron Candace Cameron Beret. But I'm also a, 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 a bigger bounded woman. And okay, you, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm talking but you, about, but I think I women get wear what they want to wear. Specially made. Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bursley. Joy surprising the co-host with lasagna and then Abby saying the lasagna that she got from Joy last time was bigger. I really have to think about this one. Think about gift giving and, and I really, values. I really have to. I really have to put myself in the shoe addict's shoes for this one. And I'm gonna say, Candace Cameron Bergay, because be thankful <laughs> for what you got. Yes. I'm going to start another little rival because the pants that we got was slightly smaller than the one that I originally got. Slightly smaller. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bursley? The baby Yoda with a Siamese cat wearing a Santa hat in the background of all of Whoopi's camera shots during COVID. Once again, Star Wars is not Christian. Candace Cameron Bergay. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bursley? Whoopi tells Megan, girl, please stop talking. Please stop talking right now. And Megan says she will not talk for the rest of the show. Candace Cameron Bergay, because no one likes telling people not to tell her to stop talking more than Candace Cameron Bergay. <laughs> Girl, please stop talking. Please stop talking right now. Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bursley? Abby interviewing Charlize Theron about the women who kept the lights on at Fox to promote a movie bombshell, a movie which Abby is negatively portrayed in. Oh my god. Huge Candace Cameron Bursley. <laughs> There's nothing she loves more than supporting other blonde women in Hollywood. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bursley. Joy Behar being in a rage for the entire holiday season of 2020. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bursley, because you know who was also in a rage? Candace Cameron Bursley when she was in Saskatchewan and the snow smelled like fish market. <laughs> 
What amazes me is that people are not in more of a rage. Of course we're all in a rage. We should be even more in more of a rage. I'm furious. I'm furious with everybody this week. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Final question. Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bersley? RuPaul doing an impression of Whoopi Goldberg after learning there's a clause in her will that no one can make an unauthorized biopic about her when she dies. Candace Cameron Bersley, because nobody understands how important it is to be an actor and a thespian than essential worker Candace Cameron Bersley. <laughs> there is no bigger champion for actors and artists than Candace Cameron Bure, <laughs> let me tell ya. Let me tell ya. Yeah, man, uh, yeah, man. You know, man. Yeah. Thank you. And that was Candace Cameron Bergay or Candace Cameron Bursley. I have to say that was one of my most favorite games we've ever played. <laughs> well, I couldn't have done it without your your insight. <laughs> We have fun. We have fun. Well, that's all we have for you today, this holiday season, dear listeners. And if that isn't enough for you, then you can go order Just Friends for (laughs) $4.99. Get some McDonald's and have a happy holiday. So thank you so much for listening. Please remember, you can always get in touch with us via voice memo on Instagram or whatever other social media platform you prefer. I hope everyone has a great holiday or had a great holiday or a happy new year. Let's just say that. Let's say that. Why not? And until next time, have a holly jolly day and take a little time to enjoy Candace Cameron Bursley. Yeah. 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 Why not? Hit it, Abby. That's all, folks. See you later. John Huntsman, the real job creator. So I'm furious with everybody this week. <laughs> Merry Christmas. We're bringing Huntsman back. We're right behind the guy who's right on track. He rocks the